Now you already know the story is today. You've already seen the outcome, this Sunday school classic, that, as I said earlier on, the wee guy versus the big guy. Good versus evil. And this unexpected victory of this shepherd boy, anointed as king, as we've been thinking about, serving in the king's household. And then the Philistines come, and they encamp, and they get ready for battle. And the Israelites are all called to war. They're called to base camp. And they're there waiting to see what's going to happen next. And reading this story again this week, and seeing what happened in it, it took me back to the first ever time I ever heard it told. I remember sitting in the assembly hall of Burnhead Primary School on a Sunday afternoon at Sunday School. And Colin McPhee sharing this story with just the passion that he had and bringing it to life. And I was hooked. At that point, I didn't know how the story was going to end though. I'm looking at it through my childlike eyes and childlike faith, thinking, how on earth is this wee shepherd going to take on this giant? And I suppose at that point, I probably had this thought, there is no way. And I hope we don't become over-familiar when we open God's word and when we read every page and you might read something that you've never read before or you might read something that you've read a hundred times but every time ask God to speak and ask God to move for right now and for this time. And as we saw on our wee video clip and as you look in 1 Samuel chapter 17 today we're going to see that the battle lines had been drawn there's two camps they're ready for a square go you've got Saul and his people you've got Goliath and his people and they're coming facing this giant in total fear for their lives and total fear for their future and again you might have heard in that camp that day from the Israelites there is no way there's no way we can win. Even just looking at the army who's out there, forget Goliath at the moment. They were already defeated before they started. Has anybody ever felt like that this morning? You felt defeated before you've started. You're facing a situation that seems too big, too impossible, and you say, there's no way I can see light at the end of the tunnel. There's no way I can see a way out. And then as we're going to look at in the passage, when the giant comes and stands before us, do we have faith or do we say there is no way? So if you've got your Bible on you, or if you've got it um, on your phone or wherever you read it, we're going to look at 1 Samuel chapter 17. And I want us straight away just to get a picture of what is happening here. I want us to have a look at Goliath and to see what they were actually facing. And then I want us to look today to think, what is it that we are facing that seems like this giant? And are we meant to stay where we are defeated? Are we going to see a victory this morning? 1 Samuel chapter 17, following on from where we were last week. It says the Philistines now mustered their army for battle 
and camped between Soka and Judah and Azika and Ephedamon. Saul countered by gathering his troops in the valley of Elah. So the Philistines and the Israelites faced each other on opposite hills with the valley between them. Then Goliath, a Philistine champion from Gath, came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. He was a giant of a man, measuring over nine feet tall. He wore a bronze helmet and a coat of mail that weighed 125 pounds. He also wore bronze leggings. He slung a bronze javelin over his back. The shaft of his spear was as heavy and as thick of a weaver, as a weaver's beam, tipped with an iron spearhead and weighed 15 pounds. An armour bearer walked ahead of him, carrying a huge shield. And Goliath stood and, a shouted, and shouted across to the Israelites, Do you need a whole army to settle this? Choose someone to fight for you and I'll represent the Philistines. We'll settle this dispute in a single combat. If your man's able to kill me, then we will be your slaves. But if I kill him, you will be our slaves. I defy the armies of Israel. Send me a man who will fight with me. When Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified and deeply shaken. I don't know how you would have felt if you were standing there that day looking across that valley and Goliath stepped out of that army. This vast armour that he was wearing, what a sight to see. Kitted out with the latest technology. Every part of him covered and so heavy that he needed somebody to walk in front with a shield to protect him. And for the Israelite king, Saul, he had already made up his mind. There's no way I'm facing him. There's no way we can win. There's no way we can face this giant Goliath. Look at him. And there's no way I'm putting myself forward to go and fight him. And thinking about that picture of these battle lines that have been drawn... And as they waited to see what was going to happen, who was going to make the move, it got me thinking about us here this morning. got me thinking about my experience even in this past week. Are you here this morning and you feel like the battle lines have been drawn? Are you looking across the valley and you're facing something that has put you in a position of total fear? You're terrified. And you think there's no way. Things that you're facing now, things that you've faced in the past, and things that you know that you're going to face in the future. The battle line is drawn, and you're looking across the valley, and you're saying there is no way. Is there something or circumstances that are overpowering you right now? Is there something that is overwhelming you right now? Is your mindset is that there's no way you can overcome this situation or circumstance that you face. If I ask you right now before we go any further, what is the giant that you are facing right now? I'm aware today that every seat 
will have a different giant. What is it today that you need to win over? Because I know every seat will have a different win required. But you see, Goliath, and the way that he came out every day, wanted to have a hold and put fear in the Israelites and every single one of them. And do you know the enemy today wants to do exactly the same with you? He wants to hold you. He wants to terrify you. And he doesn't want you to face that giant and defeat that giant and have the one. Whereas God, as we saw earlier on, God wants to release you and he wants to give you the victory. But so often we get stuck on that line looking at what it is that we face. And sometimes our faith just isn't up to facing the giant. David gets himself into this situation. We're going to read just different sections of the passage today because it's quite a long one. But David gets himself in the situation where he's been sent with supplies to go to the front line and find his brothers. To go and get a report back. To bring it to his dad, Jesse. How's the boys getting on? What's happening now in this warfare? And if we read in verse 22, just a few verses, it says, David left these things and sorry, David left these things with the keeper of supplies and ran to the battle line and asked his brothers how they were. And as he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance. And David heard it. Whenever the Israelites saw the man, they all fled from him in great fear. You see, everybody else was running from the battle lines, running away from what it was that they were facing. But what did we read with David? What did he do? He ran towards. He approached to find out what was happening. He was listening. He was taking it all in. He was trying to figure out what was going on. And do you know what I was thinking today? It's time to stop running away from the giants that we face. Sometimes we face our own fears and insecurities, our own giants, my giants and your giants. And there's no way that I can face these giants alone, knowing my strength, knowing my power, knowing my ability, knowing my mind. It's never going to work, knowing my strength. And it's the same for you, but we try, don't we? We try. And we often find that we still remain defeated. But when we say today there's no way that I can, so true, but God can. And that's what I want us to think as we see what happens. And we want to see David's reaction here. As everybody else runs, as the most powerful run, as the most influential run, here comes the shepherd. Here comes the wee guy. And he says in verse 32 to Saul, I want you to picture this scene. Saul, the great leader, he should have been. The great fighter and warrior that he should have been. David says to him in verse 32, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and find him. I love that wee line. Have you ever lost heart because of the giant that you face? You ever lost faith because it just seems too big? 
love the fact he says, don't lose heart. He's there talking to the most powerful man before him and he says, your servant will go and fight. And Saul says to him in the next verse, verse 33, you're not able to go against this Philistine and fight him. You're only a young man and he has been a warrior from his youth. Saul put him down. Nah, no you, David. No you, wee shepherd. Who was going to do it? He wasn't. David was. And basically Saul says to him, there's no way, son, you can win against this warrior. And we do live with that constant feeling of defeat, despair, easy to lose heart, and actually sometimes easy to lose sight of God in the middle of our battles because we're too busy looking across the valley than looking up to him. David was overlooked as a wee shepherd when it came to the anointing and the appointing member. The other seven, is there, is there somebody else? Oh, there's just David. That's it. My youngest, he's just out there tending the sheep. Little did he know how important and significant that was going to be for this very moment. Because God can use our past experiences. God can use our skills. God can use our talents to do amazing things. But in his power, no ours. David, when he was in the field looking after the sheep, was trusting in God to protect him. Trusting in God to give him the victory. This wasn't a new thing for him. This was something that he was used to. And I want us to read verse 37. David basically comes and says, I'm going to show you why I've got confidence in this. He says, The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the paw of the Philistine, from the hand of the Philistine. David's saying God has done it before and he's going to do it again and he's going to do it again and he's going to do it right now. Do you believe that God can do that this morning, folks? Are we so short-sighted sometimes we forget what God has done in the past that we can't see what's happening and what he's doing now? And the idea is Saul listens to David. He says to him these words, Go and the Lord be with you. And then as the story transpires, it's brilliant. Saul goes, right, let me get you kitted out. And gives him his armour, his protection, all his gear, the stuff he should have been wearing. And he puts it on David and David says, I can't go like this. I can't fight like this. I'm no used to this. But he was going to take what he had in his hand every single day. The sling and the stone that no doubt he would have used many times to scare away the lion and the bear and the giants that were coming towards him. He says, I can't go in these. So this is, this is your gear. I've got all that I need. And it's interesting as David comes out, 40 days, Goliath comes out every single day, relentless, trying to destroy the Israelites with the words of his mouth before he even picked up a weapon. 
And as David faces that giant face on, after a conversation between his brothers, what you didn't hear basically they were saying, you're only here for the, to, to be nosy, you're only here to see what's happening. You're not here with the right motives, that was their thought. David had heard that there was a potential reward for the person that beat Goliath. And as he was talking to them about these things and trying to unpack what was going on, suddenly Goliath comes out and David sees him and he hears him. David faced his giant face on that day. I want to encourage you that as we think about what this means then, what does it mean now? What does it mean for me? What does it mean for you? Because verse 45, it says, David said to the Philistines, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin. He could see exactly what he was facing. He could itemize his whole itinerary of what he had. But I come against you in the name of the Lord because there's nothing more powerful than that. Nothing. It says, I come to you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I will strike you down and cut off your head. Do you notice they missed that bit of the cartoon? Sorry, Zach. I was waiting for it. Right? I'll cut off your head and this very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals and the whole world will know what? That there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or not by spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. David wasn't facing this giant with all his armor and everything else, and he wasn't scared of him because he says, my God's bigger than you. Whereas everybody else was saying there is no way, David was saying there is a way. He is the way. And I'm going to get victory today. No because of all the fancy stuff that I've got. I'm just coming to you in the name of the Lord. Folks, when you're facing your battles today, are you coming in the name of the Lord? Are you coming to, to the God who created this world, who knows you better than you know yourself and who wants the best for you? And he sees the battle that you're facing, but often we're living it for ourselves. The battle is the Lord's. It's no mine. But most of the time I own it. I asked you earlier on to think about a potential giant that you are facing right now. Or maybe that you're not facing. Is it time to let God defeat the giant and you to stop trying? Because what I try and what you try doesn't seem to work. Would you like to have the victory today? David says, he will give all of you into our hands. And that wee phrase stuck with me and thinking, do you know what? I want my giant to be defeated, all of it. Not to hold on to wee bits, wee bits of the past, wee bits of regret, wee bits of shame, wee bits of guilt, whatever it is that could be a giant for you and for me. But as we've seen as David faced this giant, it was heavy, he was huge, and it seemed impossible. And if I did go around every seat in here today, 
and ask you for your example of the giant that you face. I bet you it's huge and I bet you it's heavy. It might be that your giant today is sin, disconnection from God, disobedience towards God. And the sin that is in your life has actually impacted so many other areas of your life that you're struggling to see how you can move forward. Give all of you today to God. Because sometimes the giant that we need will bring us, in fact, all the time, the giant being defeated will bring forgiveness, hope and freedom. I wonder if there's somebody here today and your giant is unforgiveness. I wonder if there's somebody here today and your giant is a relationship breakdown or issue. I wonder if there's somebody here today and your giant is depression or anxiety or fear. I wonder if there's somebody here today and your giant is financial. Is there somebody here today and your giant is employment? Maybe struggles or problems at work? Is there somebody here today that your giant is a health condition? That you're facing with the uncertainty and the unknown? Your giant might be grief today. There might be somebody here today and your giant is a situation within your family, a historical situation or even a current situation. There might be somebody here today that your giant is unknown future. What's next? Some of the giants that you might be facing today are things that nobody are even aware about, not even the person closest to you. There might be battles here and there might be battles here. And these giants seem huge and they seem heavy. Today, would you want them, all of it, to be in God's hands? All of it given to him, the victory totally in him, so that God can remove the giants. So God can defeat the giants. And so that God can overcome the giants that you and I are facing today. You might be here today and the giant that you're facing is addiction in so many different ways. It might be that the giant that you have as we, as we come, come into church today, the giant is that you feel small. You feel insignificant. You feel worthless, but that's a giant to you. I want to tell you today that we can come to God with whatever giant that is that you face right now. And I want to tell you that God can take the simple stone that went into that sling. And for those that have been in church for a long time, you'll be thinking of that wee song when the stone went run and run and run and run and run and run. And with precision, as that stone was released, from that sling, hit Goliath. And what would have been probably one of the only areas that wouldn't have been protected with armor? Right between the eyes. God wants to hit your giant this morning right between the eyes. Pinpoint it. 
And he wants to take it out in his power, for his glory, and his strength. How amazing is that? We have got a giant beater. We've got a giant killer. And as we look at our lives today, I know I want to be I want these things to be taken from me. And as the story finishes, not the gory bit, but the gory bit did contribute towards it, was that when people saw David's victory, what was the response of everybody else? They ran towards the battle. The battle belonged to God. They had been in fear. They had been holding back. They were still on the battle line. But when David gave the victory, everybody else was encouraged to move forward. They wanted to be part of the victory and experience the victory. And that's what happens in church. When your giant is defeated and God gets all the glory, everybody else is encouraged and amazed and inspired and think, I want to experience that for myself. I want to know what it is. And I have to tell you, that's what we're seeing in this church every single week. People giving their lives to Jesus and defeating the giant of sin and death and separation for God. And as a result of that, then they're inspired to live a life for Jesus every day facing the giants, not on their own, but with Jesus in front of them, with God winning the battle, experiencing true forgiveness. And often that's one of the things that, that um, when, we, when we struggle to know that we've forgiven, we struggle to forgive. When we know God's power and his plan and his purpose, and then together we live it out. Because the battle is the Lord's and the battle is won. And it was won through one cross, one way, one victory. So as I finish this wee thought, I want to ask you before we finish this part of our service, what is it right now that you are saying these words to? There's no way. There's no way I can do that. There's no way I can give that up. There's no way I can face that situation. It seems to be too big. What is it right now? And if there's somebody here today that says, I want to face my giants, but I'm going to face them with God. I'm not going in with all the strategies and all the workings that the world would tell me, because they don't work. But I'm going to go in the name of the Lord. I'm going to go in his mighty power. I'm going to go in the power of the Spirit of God. And I'm going to run. I love that. See when Goliath was shouting at him, 40 days, he'd had enough. Have you had enough of facing the giant? Today's the day to face it. <laughs> and David, when he hears Goliath, I love the fact he's shouting, would you think you're coming to me like a dog and everything else? And, and he basically says, David ran towards the giant, swinging that sling, woof, whack, bang, done. That was it. What's holding you back? Because I don't want anybody that's in here this morning to stay on their battle line and to be in fear of an enemy who God will defeat. So what's the giant that you're facing right now? Are you willing to come face to face with that giant and say, God, there's no way I can do this, but you can.
So I'm going to pray. Then we're going to sing our last song, which talks about being still. But genuinely this morning, if you're here and you're facing something that's bigger than you, it's no bigger than God. And you might think even, well, actually, I've got stuff going on in my life that seems quite insignificant. Might be huge to you, but you might think it seems small to everybody else. God knows and God cares. Let's pray. Father, as we sit here, I ask, Lord, that for every single person that's here or anybody that's connected right now who's facing a battle that just is overwhelming them, something that they seem they can't overcome, Lord, maybe even something that's taking them further away from you, things, Lord, that they can't seem to get control of, and they've been trying so much for themselves, and these words, there is no way there is a way, and it's your way. So help us, Lord, to face that battle. <coughs> help us, Lord, to seek you, trust you, rely on you, depend on you. And help us, Lord, in this day, that whatever it is that we face, know that it's not bigger than you. Give us the victory right now. If there's somebody here this morning, and they haven't yet given their life to you, they haven't yet dealt with that sin and that disconnect from you. Living in disobedience and maybe not even realising it. It's just the way that we've lived. But we've recognised, God, that you love us and that you've got the best for us and you're the one that will win, win the victory. We don't need to do life alone. And for somebody here today that recognises that, recognises their need for Jesus, who overcome the greatest victory of death, who rose again so that we could have hope, I pray, Lord, that they would respond right now Pray, Lord, they would ask you right now to come into their life, into their heart, and defeat that giant of sin. That's a miracle. But for the practical and for the circumstances and for the, for the situations that we find ourselves, where the battle's too big, whether it be another person or whether it be another situation, Lord, help us not to leave this place without dealing and giving you the battle, because the battle is yours. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Hey, right.